I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Here we are, hour number two on a Tuesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. How should the Bills navigate the salary cap this offseason? They are about $20 million over right now, and that's not counting their 22 free agents that are not on the books anymore going forward, at least for now. We'll take your suggestions at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. We ended the previous hour with a heated mark from Tanawandu, who admitted himself he was fired up about a lot of things. Um, he's frustrated and believes that they should be getting more out of the defensive front than they did this past year, particularly from a lot of their high draft choices, knowing they've invested a lot of draft capital in their defensive front. So... He wants change. I get it. I would not be surprised if the change that we all see is a flip in commitment from the defensive front to the offensive front. I mentioned this to Steve before we went on the air today. Next season, the Bills will be playing five of the top six teams in sacks this year. Five of the top six. Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia, Kansas City, and New England twice. All in the top six in sacks this year. Um, The time has come to flip the script and invest in the offense, put more around Josh up front and outside to help maximize his abilities as a quarterback without him feeling like he's got to make the plays you know, with his legs, as we see late in games sometimes. Uh, we got to put more – I think most people want to see the Bills put more people out there that he can trust, either from a protection standpoint or a playmaking standpoint. Um, and, you know, as Mark said himself, after Stephon Diggs, what have the Bills really done to greatly aid Josh Allen on the offensive side of the ball? You could argue James Cook, second-round pick. Naeem Hines was added 
but didn't really play a lot, you know, in the deal at the trade deadline. Drafted Khalil Shakir. They drafted Spencer Brown. I mean, he's a starter at right tackle. I know a lot of people weren't thrilled with his consistency of play this year, but that was an investment that was made. You know, when they signed Roger Saffold in free agency last offseason, you know, you can say what you want about how you felt he played, but there have been moves. I just don't think they've been made with – what's the word I'm looking for here? The way in which they've invested has been more – Secondary. Than more secondary than lower primary. Draft picks, lower draft picks. Uh, there wasn't the consistent because we, you know, for three years we've been getting a defensive lineman in the top two picks, two rounds of the draft. Yeah, and that's what people have have seen with Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham. Uh, you know, the first two picks of that year were uh, Rousseau and Basham. So they've invested in that, and they so it's obvious they know or believe their defense and their scheme and the way their philosophy needs a defensive line that is superior on most Sundays at least if not dominant to be really successful they have not gotten a dominant defensive line effort um, most weeks Von Miller was another nod towards that Uh, and he was a difference maker let's not forget how good Von was when he was playing uh, and probably will be again but that's a financial commitment as well as a draft pick commitment with the other guys. Yeah. So they can't keep – you would think they can't keep doing that. Now, free agency may have something to say about this. They may be able to go out and find some guys to come in and say, wow, well, I can't believe they got that guy, like, like they did Vaughn last year. Um, that was a cherry on the cake uh, when they got that. But, you know, there may be – some things on the horizon where they go out and get some guys that we didn't think they were going to have a chance to get. Maybe guys want to play here uh, who we didn't know. But they're going to do exactly what they have done because it's worked so well. They're going to go out and see if they can fill up the holes in their roster with free agents and then see if they can take the best player, the player that's going to have the best pro career at any point in the draft where they get a chance to pick. So that's where they're going to go. That's where they'll stay with how they handle the salary cap remains to be seen because that's always in the mix. But I think it's, if you're going to put percentages on it, I think it's like 10, maybe 15% behind where they were a year ago. Right. And that may prompt you to have to trade a player as we, you know, as we've already said in the last hour, Brandon Bean said they have to get creative and they will. It might not just mean cutting players. You may have to trade a player under contract on your roster to alleviate and create more cap space to sign the players you need to fill the holes that were left behind by the 22 free agents that, you know, headed out the door. I mean, some of them conceivably will be back, but not all of them. And if you don't feel you're getting the proper rate of return on a high-priced player on your roster, you may look to move that player who might find more success in a different environment and, you know, alleviate yourself of some cap space or some cap commitment by moving that player somewhere else and maybe getting draft capital in return or a lower-priced player in return along with a draft choice. 
that's how creative Brandon Bean's probably going to have to get this year. But we want your thoughts on that subject at 803-0550, the number to get on board. And we go to Josh in Niagara Falls next. What do you got for us, Josh? You're on One Bills Live. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Thanks Good. for taking my call. I just wanted to throw out there that basically – as far as our secondary goes, it's it's really good. Some thoughts that I had in reference to ways that we could really kind of trim the fat, so to speak, and really you know maximize what we're getting for our buck is realistically, I think we do need to some some um, credit goes to the previous caller before the break. He was a little upset, but he had some substance in what he was speaking about. Like our younger players, I think we just need to play them more. Like when Shakir and Elam were on the field, they played amazing. Elam saved a couple playoff games, some big, some big plays for, in my opinion. Yeah. So if we, and then honestly, we, we drafted Rousseau. Look at where Ed Oliver's coming, coming along. We just have to let these guys play. And think about back when the offense started to get really dynamic. We made signings of players like John Brown and Cole Beasley that experienced some moderate success, but we didn't have to break the bank to pay them. So, in my opinion, if we had to, because we didn't even have them for most of the year, do you think Tredavious White would hold any like trade value? He's got a pretty bulky contract from what I understand. And we can definitely just play Elam a little more and find somebody serviceable. The Bills, ever since I can remember, um, I'm pushing almost 40 years old <laughs> just to throw that out there. But basically, like I grew up, they've always drafted Nate Clements, Antoine Winfield, Dante Whitner. The Bills have never had any issues really with the secondary. Our defense has struggled with the run. So, again, just put some faith, some chemistry back into our defensive line, and then maybe we have the resources to go get at least one more serviceable slot receiver. And I think even Gabe Davis would benefit from having, you know, the loss of like a younger Cole Beasley or the Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. All right. Good call, Josh. Thanks for it. Um, as far as Tredavious is concerned, the, the best time if you wanted to get out of his contract would be after this year. Um, that's when you kind of have the potential out in his contract. So it's um, that would be the time. And I'm going to say this. I think for Tredavious White, coming back from the first major injury that he has ever had in his entire career, outside of rolling ankles, the guy has never had a major injury in his entire football career. It was a shock to the system. And I think it was part of the reason why it took until Thanksgiving this year, a full calendar year, for him to come back and play. And even then, I am not convinced that he was over the mental hurdle of playing football on a major injury, namely an ACL. Then you couple that with where he was at in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin situation. You all saw the press conference. The guy was a mess. I don't think he was in the right frame of the mind to play football at the end of the season. He did it anyway, but I think we can all agree he he didn't look like himself, and I think there were underlying reasons for that. I would give him the benefit of the doubt, let him reset the deck and see how he comes out in training camp this summer. Because I think he's going to be a much better player, not only physically, but more importantly, mentally, uh, and gets back on his proper all-business approach to football, which is what he was when he came into the league. He was all about football all the time, and I think some of that got compromised with the injury followed by the DeMar Hamlin situation. It impacted his play greatly. I would agree, and I I think I'd be hesitant to give up on a guy like Tredavious White. Um, not that you're tr- not that trading him is giving up on him, but 
um, I'm with you. I, it's the the knee injury that he got was was bad, and he's got a you know it's gonna it, everybody will tell you it's a a one year physical re, you know healing, and then you got to it's another year to get back mentally. Um, it's a big time injury, and you know there's no easy remedy for it. But and I'm with you too. The the Demar Hamlin situation, I think, really Trey White took that harder than anybody in the locker room, in my opinion. So that's in the mix as well. And some of this stuff, um, I know it doesn't feel good for fans, uh, but that's out of everybody's control. And I don't know that you try and fix that, that problem that was caused by that because it's going to fix itself over the course of an offseason. Um, when Tredavis comes back refreshed, healthy, and now you know, going on two years after the yeah. injury. And not for nothing, Tredavious White's contract for a number one corner is pretty palatable. It's like a $16 million cap hit, which I know seems like a fat number. Darius Slay in Philadelphia, his cap hit this year is $10 million more than that. It's 26-1. Jalen Ramsey, 25-2. Marshawn Lattimore, 22-4. Jair Alexander, 20.2. Marlon Humphrey, 19-9 in Baltimore. Tredavious White is 16 and change. Now I get that. I mean, that's affordable. Coming up this season, if Tredavious White comes back and plays like he has in the past, that is a bargain. Um, now, certainly this year, he only played half the year and, you know, was, wasn't himself coming back. So, you know, you got to kind of take that. That's a tough pill to swallow. But they didn't have cap numbers, this, cap issues this year uh, coming into the season. So they had those all alleviated. So. You know, this next year, it w- it does have a chance to be a really friendly contract, and, and for a guy who's going to be, and in my mind, is going to be playing much much better coming this season. Uh, but all the other things that you said, trading this guy, trading that, you know, you know Ed Oliver, and all, all the whole you know nine yards that you said, Tr- you know, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, that contract and that situation, all of that's on the table, no question about it. And I think if a guy, if you want to talk about a guy who is untradeable, the only Guys in the league that are untradeable are the guys that are an enormous difference makers for their club. Uh, Josh is one of those guys for this club. You make a you make a case. Steph Diggs is a, a guy for this club that is like that. It, that's a pretty high bar, and that's that's about where it ends for me. Maybe Von Miller. Uh, man, it's tough to think of another player who would be absolutely untouchable. And I know that sounds cruel and harsh, but that's the reality of the league. Uh, if a team comes in and wants to give you a, something that, like, wow, yeah, okay, we'll take it, everybody is pretty much on the, on the chopping block. Uh, they're on the trade block. So you're right. Uh, it comes down to Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, and you know Leslie Frazier, Kenny Dorsey the, and all the staff, all the position coaches and everybody and the scouts and the pro personnel guys, they come together and they're trying to pick the best players that they can get on their team for the cheapest money, obviously. But they're trying to pick the best players. That's it. That right there is where the rubber meets the road. If they pick the best players, if they pick the right guys, all this conversation we're having is worthless. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. You've got to pick good players. That's why Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have been successful this, to this point, and that's why the only way they're going to be successful going forward. You've got to pick the right guys. You've got to pick the right guys to keep on your roster that have been there, pick the right guys to get off your roster, 
and pick the right guys somewhere from some way, find a way to pay him to get the right guys on your roster. That's it. I mean, that's the basics of what we're talking about. The money is just bookkeeping. But it is a factor in who Absolutely. you choose to it's pursue a limiting, in free It's agency. a limiting factor. Yeah. It, it basically determines who you can afford to pursue in free agency, even though, you know, you'd love to have this guy, but he's going to cost you $25 million per. We don't have the room to accommodate that and still fill out the rest the, of our roster. Yeah. So we're going to look at these guys who are going to cost between 8 and $10 million instead. It's not ideal, but it's the best we can do under the circumstances, and that's how you got to operate. And the... You're dealing with human beings, so you never know how this is going to work out in the end because these guys make their own decisions about how hard they're going to play, how well they're going to play, how much they're going to buy in. Are they going to be a different guy in Buffalo than they would have been than the other team that they chose not to go to? Would they be better in Buffalo than they would be in Arizona? And, you know, one guy has got to talk his wife and family into coming to Buffalo and knowing it's going to be a hard – you know, it's going to be a better team – but it's Buffalo, it's not Phoenix, Arizona. And until they get here and they start to see how they like it, and all of a sudden the guy flourishes, and so does his family. And you get that kind of situation where the guy has his best year as a pro under your roof because he made a tough decision for his family, and, and it turned out to be the right one. All that stuff is in the mix and in the stew that goes into free agency for all these guys. It's every individual player in the league making a decision for him and his family – and it's not easy all the time. It's, it's not just about the money all the time. So, um, and you get a guy once in a while like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer who show up here from two different teams who turn into this phenomenal duo, you know, right? So that kind of stuff happens. That yeah. kind of stuff happens, and that's what you're looking for. How should the Bills navigate the salary cap this offseason? Let's go to the tweet sheet for some thoughts there. Brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. And we begin with, from Let's Go Buffalo, the solution, and it involves luck, is to draft well. And this is what Steve was saying. Keep your picks. Try to get more. You need to find a Taron Johnson in the fourth, a Khalil Shakir in the fifth, a Christian Benford in the sixth, and a Dane Jackson in the seventh. Yeah, the Bills look like they're going to have picks in each of the first six rounds. We're hearing that Naheem Hines played enough snaps to turn the conditional sixth into a fifth for the Colts. So the Bills may not have two fifths. They may have a one, two, three, four, five, and six. They do not have a seven this year. So, yeah, they'll have to hit on all of those because they need cheap labor more than anything else with the way the cap situation is. There's no debate about that. Tank on the tweet sheet says, need to restructure Allen and Diggs. Restructure and extend Milano, Dawkins, Bass, and Hines. I think Bass is a candidate to extend uh, for sure. Maybe you can alleviate yourself from uh, giving him a new contract and create some cap space that way. Um, Milano, I think he's got two years left on the extension he signed. Maybe attack on a year, spread some money out. Put some money in his pocket to get him to agree with you. Um, yeah, and, you know, Josh Allen, sure. You can take some of that base salary and put it into bonus, stick the money in his pocket right away, and then amortize that money, as Steve was explaining earlier. Those, there's a multitude of things you can do to move the money around to try to create cap space. We've seen other teams in more extreme circumstances do it and survive. I mean, the Saints, once again, they're $57 million over. They were $75 million over last year, and they made it somehow work. I don't know. Mark on the tweet sheet says, 
mirror what Kansas City has done. That's kind of what I was hinting at earlier in the show because they're about two years ahead of where the Bills are in their build, in their progress. Um, and this past offseason, they got rid of a guy that wanted more money as their number one receiver in Tyreek Hill because they could not afford to pay him $30 million a year. Now he got his money from Miami. They found a willing trade partner, fortunately. The Bills may have to look in a, at that in a similar way. Not a wide receiver. They obviously want to keep Diggs in the fold. But maybe at another position where they don't feel they're getting the best bang for their buck, maybe they trade that player who can flourish in a different scenario somewhere else and create cap space that way. I, I think that's one of the creative ways in which Brandon Bean might be able to create some cap space in addition to some of the other more traditional means that we've seen the team undertake before. Um, from Philip, free up cap space with a few restructures. Josh, Vaughn, Dion, Trey, save around $44 million. Oh, he's done the math, apparently. <laughs> uh, rework Hines and free up space. See if you can get Tremaine for less than $15 million a year. If not, move on. Invest heavily in the O-line, D-line, and a wide receiver. Cut McKenzie, draft O-line, D-line, a wide receiver in the first three rounds, and a running back late. A lot with there, a Steve, to unpack. Philip, with the comprehensive plan, we've talked about all every little bit of this. Certainly they're going to restructure whoever they can. Uh, the names he said, Josh, Vaughn, Deion, Trey, um, you can rework all of those guys and amortize that money and get, like he said, $44 million back. I don't know if he can get that much, but okay. Uh, and you're right that Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a hard conversation to have. It's a position that – and Tremaine is a guy we all love and respect. I don't know if middle linebacker, the inside linebacker in a 4-3 defense, which plays nickel all the time, I don't know if that spot, that position, is as valuable as a wide receiver number two in today's NFL. Right. It is – yeah, the perceived premium positions in the league nowadays are quarterback, pass rusher – left tackle, wide receiver, corner. Right. Those and, are the premium positions. And the other ones fall by the wayside. You can still make a lot of good money at those positions. You make double-digit millions right. at those positions. But if a team is backed into a corner financially, they're only going to buckle at those premium positions. And that linebacker spot is not one of them. It's just right. not. Right. Um, the run game is less less people put emphasis on the run game now so you don't need guys like you know pepper johnson stepping up in there or shane conlon or somebody like that you need guys like tremaine edmonds and matt milano guys that can run sideline to sideline to pursue right. people uh who's who's pre you know a guy like tremaine whose presence is so big that he's he scares quarterbacks off throws just because he's in the area um but how valuable is that guy and how big a drop off is you is that guy from this other guy, whoever yeah. else you can get, how big is the drop off going to be? Is it going to be significant? Some of it goes to the intangibles. The guys on the field, I mean, that's the voice you hear. Tremaine calls the plays, makes the checks. He's the guy that they're looking at through a very difficult season. Is that worth part of the reason you keep him? Yeah, it's part of the reason, but I don't know that it's the tipping factor. Yeah. The other thing we should make note of is. Dion and Trey have helped the team in previous off-seasons with restructures. I think multiple times, as a matter of fact. I think Dion and Trey have both done Twice, more think, than yeah. one restructure since they've signed their extensions. 
Can you go to them with hat in hand a third time? I don't know. Oh, I don't think it's a problem. They don't mind doing it. I mean, it. as long as they get money in their pocket it's, now, it's, they don't take less that's money. That's really the key. It's not about taking less money. It's about it's it's cash flows, basically what it is. Right. And it's and, not a big deal. The players don't mind doing it at all. Um, so long as they get their money. <laughs> yeah, I mean the money's the money. In fact, yeah. give it to me now. If I just well, that's, if I yeah. bury it in the backyard, it'll be more money than I have when I get it. You know, it, yeah. little by little. So that's the incentive. Yeah, that's the incentive for them. If they can be disciplined, and and which most of them are, it, it makes no difference. So yeah, they can restructure. If the club wants to, they can, and the players will do it. Um, but like I said, you got to. You know, it's not the players you have to go to your hat in hand with. It's the owners. Right. They're the ones that write the checks. Yep. We have to take a break here. More of your thoughts on the tweet sheet and maybe a little NFL true-false when we return. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.